0: Ho, 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 everyone! Jolly old Saint Nick here, along with Accordion Joe, welcoming you to the Spud Goodman Radio Show Gala Yuletide Special! Ho, 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 ho. For the next 60 minutes, you can sit back, relax, pound down a few eggnogs, and let Spud fill you with holiday cheer! Ho, 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 ho. Dasher, get out of the check mix! <laughs> All right, Joe. Let's get this party started. Oh, what a fine
1: time! It's the right time to rock the night away. Oh, jingle bell time is a swell time to go a rockin' in a one off sleigh. Ooh, diddy jingle horse, pick up your feet, jingle around the clock, mixin' the jingle and a jingle and a time. That's the jingle Bell. That's the jingle Bell. That's the jingle
2: Bell ride. Here is Mr. Yule tied himself. Spud
1: Goodman.
3: Merry Christmas everyone. No, I'm not Spud. My name is Dorothy Jarvitz. I'm Spud Goodman's aunt. With Razzleberry
1: Dressing
3: And I will be your host for this year's Spud Goodman Show Gala Holiday Special. And I hope no one is disappointed that Spud won't be hosting. But no worries, as he's here in the studio with me, along with the other on-air staff. He just wanted to have me handle the honors this year. Uh, Do you want to say something, Spud?
4: Well, you know, it's the holiday season, Aunt Dorothy, and you're a very difficult person to shop for. Oh. I mean, you have everything at your age. I mean, what, um, what, what you really need another bottle of White Shoulders perfume? No. So, so as I drew your name, you know, in the studio gift exchange, I just thought, what was, you know, what was a present that would be, like, really special to you? I know you've like never hosted anything before, other than maybe like a private party at your house, which I probably don't need to know how private. You know, I, I've I heard from my anyway. So it just seemed like a cool thing to like give you that and let you do this. I, I'm, and also, I'm really burned out doing these holiday specials, and you know,
5: I've done way too many of them over the years. Christmas, bah ha! Ha! humbug. Well, hey, 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 Spud, I think this is a really neat thing that you're doing for your aunt, letting her host this special. Uh, you know. It's something that I am sure she will always remember. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be impolite here, but what would you have done if you would drawn my name? Well, I... Uh... Well, I'm just, I'm curious because, well, w- would you have asked me to host this Christmas special? Um... I know I would have been so overjoyed myself, so I can only imagine how your aunt feels right now.
3: Yes! Oh, it's no big thing, actually. Oh, well... I mean, if you would rather handle the hosting duties, Gerald, be my guest. Uh, no, Aunt Dorothy. That is not going
4: to happen. Okay. Uh. That would be like you, like, re-gifting my present to him.
3: It would be very upsetting to me.
6: Don't be so overly dramatic about it.
3: All right. I was just observing that this role seems to be much more important to Gerald... I think he still has career dreams of one day hosting his own show. Oh, well, I, Let me
5: tell you, I will most certainly very soon be hosting my own radio show. Where and when? I, well, I'm not sure of that, but rest assured, it's going to happen very soon. Well,
2: hello, Dorothy, can I be introduced now?
3: Oh my gosh, I am so sorry, sweetie. And now, I would like to introduce our show's intern, my soon-to-be husband, and voted by our listeners as the most popular person on this program. Yeah. Was that okay, honey?
2: Uh, sure. That was fine. If you need any help hosting this holiday special, just let me know and I'll step in if necessary.
3: Uh, that won't be
4: necessary, Chance, okay? I I gave her... (laughs) My aunt, she was my aunt before she was your fiancé, you know, the gift of hosting this thing. And neither you or Gerald will be weaseling your way into co-hosting it. This is my aunt special, so hands off. And technically, I guess I am the co-host of this episode, and I will still be interviewing any celebrity guests. That is off the table. Sorry about that, Aunt Dorothy. Good call, yo.
3: Oh, no worries. And Chance, honey, if I see a spot for you to jump in, I'll let you know. Maybe when I pull on my ear, just keep your eyes on me.
5: Uh, And I will serve as Chance's backup if you pull your ear, Mrs. Jarvitz, and and he's like looking at his phone or something, which you always do. Uh, I will be ready. Would you
4: shut up, man? Aunt Dorothy, please don't send out Carol Burnett secret signals, okay? okay? Please... All right, so so now you're supposed to play, the, like, the first Christmas song I picked out. Take a look at the schedule, as that's kind of an important thing to stay on top of as a
3: host. Right, right. Okay, then. Here is a song by one of the greatest rock bands of all time. Yes, they are. The Sonics. Yep. This was released in 1965 on Etiquette Records. Here is Santa Claus.
0: goodman show christmas special
3: welcome back everyone after now looking at the show schedule it says here we are to share our favorite christmas memory uh should i lead it off uh yeah i mean
4: i'll go last as i don't really have one so go ahead
3: all right i think one christmas memory that stands out to me no, oh, now I wouldn't say it's my most favorite remembrance, but I won't forget it. It involves you, Spud. Really? Mm-hmm. I hmm. I believe you were around five or six, and your mother asked me to pick up something for you a Christmas present, as I recall. A toy? Mm, she was pretty heavily into playing bingo during that period, you remember. Oh, yeah. Pretty much all the time. So she didn't have time that year to get her shopping in.
4: Uh, I, I remember. She, she only came home uh, like to shower and change clothes some weeks. The The thing is, she never really won anything at bingo. Uh, at least she never brought home anything cool. And I I know she didn't win some huge cash jackpot. She could never keep a secret.
3: Just, just she had a horrible poker face. Oh, well... I put a lot of thought into what you might want for Christmas. I think I even tried to overhear what you told the store Santa at JC JCPenney's when I took you there for hmm. your mom. But you couldn't, um, I just couldn't make it out. You know, right? you ask for so many things and you talk so fast. Yeah. I couldn't keep up with what you were saying. Anyway, I ended up buying you a model airplane that actually flew. Oh. I think it ran on kerosene or something. It wasn't cheap, and of course your mother forgot to reimburse me, as always, but I was very excited to see you unwrap that present on Christmas Day. The whole family was there. Yeah,
4: yeah. No, I remember that plane. It was really,
3: it was just a, it was a really cool present. And it lasted maybe 10 minutes after you tore off the gift gift wrapping. Uh Your dad poured some kind of fuel in it i thought it was maple syrup yeah, he might have been uh, a little
4: uh, yeah, yeah and
3: i think that could have been the problem anyway you two immediately went out to fly it i believe yeah. it sort of took off before you then immediately crashed it into pieces and then you started crying <sighs> non-stop it yeah. really was a christmas buzzkill your dad had to promise to go buy you another one the next day, and then you stopped bawling. I learned then to never buy a present for a kid that can ruin a Christmas family gathering. I hate toys. Yeah, you know, that, that's probably a wise thought, though. You know,
4: if you ever should consider giving me another shot at flying a model plane, like, you know, I'm talking Christmas present, I think I could handle the responsibility much better at my age now.
2: Dorothy, I'd really like to get a model plane that actually flies this Christmas. I've never had one. My parents wouldn't trust me with something like that.
3: Well, uh, we'll see if Santa is listening right now.
5: I hope he is. Well, uh, hey, would everyone like to hear a Christmas
3: memory of mine? Actually, the schedule says I have to introduce our first guest, who is actress Regina Taylor. She's been in so many good shows and movies, like Lovecraft Country and Lean on Me. Spud, what are you going to ask her? Well, uh, uh,
5: has she done anything that I'd be aware of?
4: uh, Maybe. How about Law & Order? She was on that. But uh, anyway, she is a great actress. You know, Aunt Dorothy, I I don't know for sure what I'm going to ask her, to be honest with you. I I scribbled a few notes on a couple Post-its, but I can't find them right now.
2: Spud? They're saying she's ready to speak with you
4: yeah just, anyway I'm, I'll be fine I'm good put her through say hello to actress and playwright Regina Taylor we really appreciate you coming on our show
7: well thank you so much for having me
4: yeah you have a new holiday movie uh, A Jenkins Family Christmas airing on BET and will be available through the holidays on demand there uh, can you give us the basics of the storyline I'm guessing there's a, a Christmas connection right
7: Absolutely. It is a family get-together, the occasion being Christmas, and the Jenkins family is in the house. Oh. Uh, you have, uh, as uh, many times, uh, a lot of things spilling over onto the Thanksgiving table uh, besides the turkey. Oh. Uh, and I hate it when uh, that happens. Yes, yes, uh, but a lot of families have it. Uh, and we are showing it, airing it, uh, the problems that families have and what brings families together, what is that common bond.
4: All right. Well,
7: um, as we are in the
4: holiday season, I was just curious, are are you a big fan of Christmas? Is this your favorite time of year, or do you feel, as I do, that it's just like too much work to get through it, you know, take away the presents, and it's mostly just a massive to-do list time of year? Uh,
7: It can be. Uh, at the same time, it's a wonderful time to uh, focus on being grateful for what you have in your life, particularly oh, yes. those people yes. in, your, in your life. Uh, certainly, you want to acknowledge that during the course of the year, but uh, there's a certain focus that can be had uh, around uh, this time.
4: Okay. Well, when you were a little girl, did you ever write a letter to Santa? And if so, was it jammed with stuff or did you go with a modest one or two present request?
7: Well, um, I'm I'm trying to remember how long I believed in Santa Claus. Yes. uh, Because a lot of times I saw people wrapping the presents around me. (laughs) So, uh, uh, I I think I, I... Put in some humble requests, right, and received a
4: couple. Oh, that's cool. Um, Yeah, I I sent out a few really long ones once I got a bit older and knew it was all a scam. But because I just thought my parents might take a peek and take note. But yeah, it didn't work out that well. But all right, well let's let's talk about your career. You have acted in many films and TV series over the years, but but it seems like you were just as active as a playwright. What gives you more joy, writing or acting?
7: I, I think they both feed each other. I, I love doing both. Certainly I started as a writer, uh, as a child. Uh, the acting took off before the writing did, but now I, I uh, go back and forth and enjoy both. It is about storytelling. It is about inhabiting, uh, the, the, the giving yourself over to the spirits of others uh, and uh, telling a great story, uh, letting people know that they're not alone in this world in terms of their journeys. Uh, that I love, and you can do that whether you're acting, whether you're writing, uh, whether you're directing, uh, in all sorts of ways. Uh, that I enjoy. And I like going back and forth acting-wise uh, between film and theater.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, well, looking back, on Broadway, you were the first black woman to be cast as Juliet in Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. What took so long, do you think? It's, it's kind of like all the white actors playing Jesus in movies. You know, anyone that has access to Google knows that, you know, Jesus was born in the Middle East uh, and would not have been white. Uh, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a kind of another missed role for actors of color. Right, I
7: think um, things are changing. Uh, certainly, we're having conversations right now that we didn't have 10 years ago. Uh, I was very fortunate in, in coming to New York at a certain time when they were talking about, for the first time, colorblind casting. So I stepped into that at that point and was able to do several things that uh, were kind of prohibited before. Uh, so I was very lucky in that and I, I'm loving uh, what I'm seeing right now in terms of both of, of TV and sound, mm-hmm. with a myriad of, of voices, perspectives, uh, not only from African Americans, uh, but our, our BIPOC nation.
5: Uh, well, excuse me, Spud. What? Wait, well, I will have to respect disagree with your description of Jesus? Uh, uh, Of course, Jesus was white. I don't understand how you could be so uh, misinformed. I have so many pictures of him, and in all of them, he is clearly white. Now, the liberal media might try to re-educate us into believing that tall tale, but I'm sure you won't be fooled, and neither will I. Right, Regina, I'll be right back. Okay.
4: Dude, just, just because somebody sold you a picture of what they think you want Jesus to look like doesn't mean it's accurate. Uh, There's no doubt that he was born in a part of the world where there were not a lot of white guys, okay? Why is that so hard to believe?
5: And what difference does it make anyway? Well, it, it would mean all the pictures I have are... False, like uh, like fake news. I-, I just don't believe this. Just because every movie or TV show made
4: by you know those Hollywood studios casts a white actor as Jesus doesn't make it real. You know, it is a great role to get though, that's what I've heard. You know, Remember when Jeremy Sisto was on our show and he said it was really cool playing him in some movie in the late 90s? As he got first dibs uh,
5: every day at the craft services table. Okay, well, you know, the next thing you're gonna say is that Santa is a person of color. Well, I, I know it's possible,
4: as Santa supposedly delivers toys all around the world. Who's to say that the
5: North Pole isn't a diverse community? Oh, it sounds to me like you were indoctrinated at some CRT class. No, sir. I'm not buying it, and you can't change my mind.
4: Yeah, I figured that anyway. Now let me get back to Regina. Okay, I have returned. Thank you. Well, I believe, and I don't know if this is correct. uh, I you appeared on the HBO series Lovecraft Country, but uh, sadly, it's not coming. That is right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, sadly, it's not coming back for season two. That was kind of what I was getting at. I'm not quite sure the status. I I read that it's not coming back. Uh, So, uh, all I wanted to say was, I got to say that that is a really scary show, or at least it is. It was to me, you know. Oh,
7: I love that show. I thought it was groundbreaking. I thought it was mind bending. Yes. Uh, I. I was in the episodes I was in, uh, and watching it roll out. It was a revelation.
4: Yeah. I mean, it had a serious message, but it got really freaky at times. So it was, uh, was, was that a lot of time before the green screen for you as an actress?
7: Uh, There was some time when we did, uh, that, uh, part where, um, we are referencing, uh, Black Wall Street and mm-hmm. uh, the burning down of uh, that group of people in Oklahoma, right? Uh, where uh, we did have fire, we had actual fire, and then they added some stuff on uh, afterwards as
4: well. Well, I'm bummed that that's not coming back. If that that is correct, right? It's yeah. it's death. All right, all right, okay.
7: Well, oh, uh, 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 well, I, 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 I am not an authority. And I I would love to see it, would hope to see it again.
4: Right. Yeah, I just read it in a trade magazine. It's not coming back. But anyway,
7: all right. Well,
4: (laughs) looking ahead to 2022, do you have a New Year's resolution ready to go in January? I'm still working on mine. Yeah, I don't know.
7: Do you have anything? Well, it's been a tough year and a half, couple of years. Yes, it has. Uh, I I feel like uh, we've been steeped in a lot as a nation. And personally, uh, I... I'm glad I'm still standing, looking forward to everything and more grateful, I think, even uh, for everything that, that moves us forward and certainly that allows me to continue on.
4: Yeah, grateful is probably a really appropriate word uh, at this point, uh, after what we've, the world has gone through. So, all right, well, let me end it on that note. Um, let me say again, you have a new holiday movie, A Jenkins Family Christmas, airing on BET, and will be available through the holidays on demand there. Thank you so very much for visiting with us. And thank you. Ms. Regina Taylor.
8: But how can I give Christmas presents when I haven't any presents to give?
9: Well, you could help Santa when he gives his presents.
8: Help him? How?
9: I'll tell you how. You know how he always hitches a team of reindeer to a sleigh?
10: Yes.
3: Well, one reindeer hurt his foot on an icicle and can't make the trip this Christmas Eve. How would you like to take that reindeer's place? You could even wear sleigh bells.
10: <laughs> Say, that would be fun. You hear
3: that, Santa
8: Claus? I certainly did. My goodness, it's time to start. Now hang on tight. Are you ready, Santa?
0: All set,
8: Santa? Yes, indeed. Up and away for a Merry Christmas! Jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun with a polar bear to help us with the sleigh? Hello, this is Melvin Baker. I want to take just a moment of your time to personally wish you sincere season's greetings. I hope you enjoy this record as much as we enjoyed recording it for you.
5: My dad used to raise turkeys for Christmas. And about a week before, he'd take them into town. The others kept the biggest ones specially for us. And mom would cook it to a golden brown. One year he brought the usual batch home. Just hatched with lots of growing to do. They was one awful skinny like, he put in my care. He never figured he'd pull through.
9: All around the Merry Christmas tree There'll be lots of toys for you and me And gifts for all the family All around the Merry Christmas tree
5: Henry, you're growing away too fast. Dan's got his eye on you. And Christmas Day is going to be your last. The way you do. Of course, I never thought about the ones dad sold. How they'd wind up in the oven too. But I've seen what happened when the ones he chose and what him and that axe could do.
4: But you don't need the musical
7: know-how of a symphony conductor to play the Thomas. You can play the Thomas organ even if you can't read music. It's all because we have a magic little miracle called
4: Color Glow. Press a button. The keys light up in color. And show you the notes to play.
1: Tonight, walking in the winter wonderland.
4: This is a Spy Goodman show. Oh, 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 this is a Spy Goodman show. Please call me Winter. And Dorothy, you know it's kind of a tradition that Uncle Steve calls into the show. I I mean, it wouldn't be a Christmas special without him. So I, I don't think I see him on the schedule, but Trevor at the board, he just he just texted me, you know, and, and said he's been on hold for quite a while. Uh, he he wants to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. I mean, he can we can you take his call? Let's just give him like I don't know 15, 30 seconds. Well, something of like of that.
3: course, someone put him through. Steve, are you there? Is this Dorothy? Oh. Oh. Merry Christmas, I, and you too.
8: I can't believe Spud is allowing you to say anything more than a couple words on one of his (laughs) holiday specials. I was always told to keep my commentary under 24 words for these things.
4: Uncle Steve, I said ideally, okay? I'm, I'm not a
5: word Nazi. Just say what's on your mind. You know, Merry Christmas, maybe a couple other words. Yeah, and, and excuse me, Spud, but I sure hope that ventriloquist dummy that he carries around isn't going to spoil yet another sacred Christmas celebration. You know, he is a profanity-spewing vessel, and allowing him or your uncle to soil this special time of year is not okay.
8: What's your name, scumbag? Was that your square co-host?
4: Well, actually, I am the co-host. You know, on this episode, uh,
5: Gerald would be, Gerald be more like, I don't know, a grip or a gaffer. Yeah, 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 yeah. What in the dickens is a gaffer? Is that one of your code words for something sexual?
2: He could have called you so many other really mean names, so don't sweat it, Gerald. I guess.
8: Am I uh, still on the air, right? Jerry here would like to send a bit of holiday cheer to the listeners. What? What's that, Jerry? Oh, you changed your mind? You don't want to say anything? Really? This is a first. You usually are quite verbose. Well, okay then.
4: We can move along as there's there's a lot of stuff we still gotta get to, Uncle Steve. Right, Aunt Dorothy, look at your schedule.
3: Oh, well, I suppose. Let me look at the schedule. Yeah, please do. Okay. Uh yes, yes. I'm supposed to introduce another Christmas song. Steve, you can always call back later in the show if your little friend Jerry changes his mind.
4: Uh no, he or they cannot, okay? We we just gave them more than enough airtime.
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what Jerry? Well, that is not showing much Christmas spirit. He says Spud's Christmas specials always blow and he is boycotting this one. I will see how Jerry is feeling about it a little later. If he changes his mind, we will call back. Right now, we will hang up.
4: Okay, and Dorothy, you you seem to have a problem being the bad cop here, and it's an essential part of being a host, you know, to, to keep things on schedule.
3: Oh, you know how I do with schedules, Spud. I guess I do Not my strength. Yeah. I say we just wing it until the hour is up.
2: What? Good idea, Dorothy. I have some things I could add to this special to make it more enjoyable. and I could
5: maybe read out loud the night before Christmas. My kids love to hear me do that every holiday season. Uh, Sometimes I just bring a copy of it to the mall with me and start reading it in the food court to entertain the shoppers. Most of the time, people really enjoy it.
6: You dick!
5: That
4: is what mall security is for, man. I mean, you're lucky that they ever just just, like tackle you, take you down with like a taser or something. Oh,
3: all right, all right. Uh, We're supposed to play another Christmas song, so here's one by RuPaul off her 2015 release, "Sleigh Bells." Here is "Nothing for Christmas."
9: Christmas Nothing for Christmas
0: Got time to mix yourself a fresh eggnog. The Spud Goodman Gala Christmas Spectacular returns after this brief intermission.
11: Santa Claus is ready.
8: Santa Claus is ready. Any moment he'll be on his way.
11: He'll remember Freddy,
8: Tom, and Dick, and Betty.
9: All the toys are loaded in his sleigh. For the boys, he's got baseball mitts and bats.
8: For the girls, he's got dolls with the cutest little hats. Santa Claus is ready. Santa Claus is ready to bring you Santa's treasure
9: Christmas Day.
0: We now return to more seasonal Yuletide festivity on the Spud Goodman Show Gala Christmas Special.
3: the schedule says I have to introduce another Christmas song. Oh. This one is by the Cat's Meow and it's titled Christmas in Hollywood.
1: Christmas, Christmas Can you feel it Feel it on the Boulevard The Boulevard
0: christmas special
2: trevor is telling me that we have lawrence the show's public sector food critic on the line holding we haven't heard from him in a really long time what happened to him was it budget cuts not not that i know of
4: uh, i think with that whole pandemic thing uh, you know a lot of public sector food places you know like uh, prison cafeterias army mess halls snack bars at public parks were sort of either shut down or not really wanting you know food critics dropping by so oh, yeah but but he's, he's on the line right now you know i've been waiting to speak with him for months just
5: put him through man well, excuse me spud but would this really be a wise use of airtime on this holiday special i mean what connection to christmas does lawrence bring to the table I know I could deliver some great holiday content myself, like maybe sharing some of my wife's very secret recipe for rum balls without the rum, of course, or her very special seasonal jello loaf that she makes. It's very festive. It's (laughs) Jack what you're saying.
3: Oh, no. I think we should put on Lawrence. He's always very entertaining.
4: Yeah, I agree, Aunt Dorothy. I don't think we can put Accordion Joe on this special, as management has told me accordion music is too polarizing at this time of the year. I don't know, you know. uh, I I just heard we get too much
5: hate mail. I see no problem in having Joe on the show. You know how much I love accordion music.
2: You would think our listeners would be in a more accepting mood at Christmas time. I mean... Who sent out hate mail at this time of the year? You can't prevent everything. I don't know, but anyway, let's just go
4: with Lawrence. Uh, I, I, you know, I know he can come up with some kind of a review for us. So, is he on? He's on. Lawrence, are you there?
11: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Uh, cool. Look, look. I, I want to apologize to the listeners and all that because uh, you know I've been off off the road for a while now, and I have been unable to produce any public sector food reviews. Yeah. It's just been tough for me being out of work, you know, having to stay in my little apartment pretty much all day long. You know, I'm hearing that there's all sorts of jobs out there, you know, and that the places are desperate to hire.
4: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
11: Yeah. I, I haven't seen a want ad or an opening for a public place proof credit. So, you know, I think this whole hot labor market, I think that's fake news. Uh, it's all fake news.
4: So, to keep this within the orders from management, can can you whip up a quick review that that is holiday-specific? You know, just tie in some kind of, you know, angle on that. You know, mention the word Christmas once or twice. You know, in our conversation, we should be good.
1: With razzleberry dressing.
11: Hmm, I don't know. Let me see. Uh, I guess I could review my Grammy's fruitcake. She makes it every Christmas, and also, would that work? I mean... Uh, she, she qualified because you know, she used to be a librarian for like forty years. That's public sector huh? right.
4: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Librarians are public sector employees. That that'll okay.
11: that'll work, but but fruitcake? Fruitcake? Seriously? Seriously. Oh, oh look, my my, my Tammy doesn't make no ordinary fruitcake. She makes it differently than most of the crap that's out there at this time of year. No, 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 no because she's been dealing with, you know, both glaucoma and osteoarthritis, so oh, she got so a that. ton of high-grade weed into her fruitcakes. Oh. Yeah, she makes a ton of them, and then she freezes them so that she can serve them out year-round. You know, I, I know I never leave her place without a Tupperware container with a big, fat piece. <laughs> Seems to really help out my insomnia. you know. One small bite, and I am out for at least eight hours, man. They are powerful
5: Huh. Wait. your your grandmother puts marijuana into fruitcakes? Lawrence, that is illegal. She could get arrested.
11: Are there no
5: prisons? No, no, no. She don't sell them. She
11: just gives them away. You know, friends and families. you know. Everybody loves dentist fruitcakes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, can you do a quick review of it as
4: we're running behind schedule now?
11: Alright, okay, so my Gammie my, my Beverly, who used to be a librarian, she's come up with a winner of a recipe for fruitcake. Now, I know everybody hates fruitcake, gets a bad rap, but they haven't tried my fruit fruitcake. Now, I am going to award it five out of five golden sporks in the dessert category. Wow. Now, actually, it could be also in the appetizer category because you know, I often have a little bit before a meal. Everything always tastes so good after a piece of two of that.
8: What are you people?
3: On dope? Wow, Lawrence, you gave her five golden sporks? That yeah. is impressive. You don't generally give out five sporks.
2: Uh, hey, Lawrence, could I try your Gammy's cake? My mom makes it every year, and even our dog won't touch it, but hers sounds so much more appealing.
11: Yeah, you know, I could ask her, but she, she doesn't like to give out to strangers and all.
4: Okay, well, well, thanks a lot for your holiday review. Um, yeah, I think I think we met their criteria. I think, yeah, it'll work. So I, I sure hope, though, you go back out on the road soon and start doing your public sector food reviews again. So I, I'm going to text you after the show, okay?
11: All right, right on now. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to have another piece of that fruitcake now, and I'm going to listen to the rest of the show. Now, this here Christmas episode, it, it doesn't totally suck. So I'm Lawrence and I'm out. I know that, dude.
3: And now it's time for us to play another holiday song. Since Accordion Joe can't be with us on this special, why don't we play something from him? Yeah, you know,
4: screw management. I'm feeling a little bit guilty, you know. I know they said no Accordion music, but let's just play a little bit of one of his Christmas songs. Dave, who is, by the way, our audio director, if you can hear me in there... Uh, play one of accordion joe's christmas songs you know uh, can you and make it a really short one for everyone's sake
3: I'm still not over my surprise. Gerald, I believe it's your turn to share a memorable Christmas experience. Oh. Do you have one to share? Yeah,
5: you know, I have many that come to mind. You know, Christmas is my favorite time of year. I, really, I wish every month was December. What? Well, then this country
4: would have to put Xanax in the public water system, as the whole population would have a psychotic break. Christmas has become one giant stress ball, and now it starts the day after Thanksgiving. One Christmas is more than enough each year.
5: You're worth more dead than you are alive. Well, okay, as I was saying before I was interrupted, I have so many great holiday memories, but there was one Christmas that I will never forget, and I believe it was a few years after Rachel and I were married. I went out caroling one evening alone, as Rachel wasn't feeling well. And Anyway, I came upon this hobo on a street corner. Hobo? And yeah, I began to sing Away in the Manger, and he started to join in. It, it was really moving to me, and I'm sure to him. Uh, he didn't know all the words, so he hummed a lot. But you know, that moment felt like I had discovered the true meaning of Christmas. Okay, so, well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Ever since then, I try to go out each night, the week before Christmas, Christmas, christmas to share the gift of my voice you know i'm an alternate in our church choir and it is a very exclusive group they they don't just let anyone in so i'm the second person called to fill in when someone's out of town or ill or any given sunday
2: i hope you gave that hobo at least a few bucks for having to sing along with you it's the least you could have done for him
8: and buy you a drink what the hell do you think of that
3: Oh, yes, Gerald. I hope you didn't just leave him there on the street corner when you were done singing. Christmas carols are nice, but they don't fill up an empty stomach. Y- you mean,
5: did I pay him to sing along with me? Right. Uh, no, that would be wrong, don't you think? It would be a uh, payola. No, pay- Paola. No. Yeah, he walked away singing another Christmas carol, or at least I think it was a carol. He, he was slurring the lyrics a little bit.
4: Okay, let, let's just move on now. Aunt Dorothy, the schedule says we have to play another
3: Christmas song. Uh, do you want to do the honors? Right. Here is a tune by The Arrogant Worms on their 1997 Christmas album, Christmas Turkey. And it's titled, Santa's Going to Kick Your Ass. Oh. oh. Santa's coming and he's
4: gonna kick your ass. He's gonna kick your your ass He's gonna kick your ass.
6: Santa's coming and he's gonna kick your ass. Cause you've always been a rotten little brat.
8: Reindeer coming and they're gonna bite your reeds. They're gonna chew your welcome mat. Swallow your kitty cat. Reindeer coming and they're gonna eat your begonias. Cause Santa
6: hasn't fed them in a month. Santa's coming and he's gonna kick your ass. He's
4: gonna kick your ass. He's gonna kick, kick your ass. Santa's coming and he's gonna yeah. hit your ass cause he's sick of shoveling snow and your poo elves are coming and they're
8: gonna steal your turkey wreck your TV, burn down your Christmas tree elves are coming and they're gonna trash your home cause they ain't got nothing else to do
9: Santa's loaded with attitude he's loud and drunk
6: and smelly and rude his, his workshop's been closed by an auditor and Mrs. Claus ran off with her chiropractor
9: Oh, Santa's coming and he's gonna
5: kick your ass, he's gonna kick your ass, he's gonna kick your ass Santa's coming and he's gonna kick your ass, cause he's had a really crappy year Ow, oh, my
0: bummer You're listening to the Spud Goodman Christmas Special
3: And now, last but not least, it is time for my sweetie chance to share his favorite Christmas memory Honey, I'm so excited to hear you share a part of your life with all of us.
2: I don't really have a favorite Christmas memory. Do you want me to make one up? You would think someone who calls themselves the most popular
4: person on this program would come prepared with a a heartwarming Hallmark Channel quality Christmas story, you know, that would entertain everyone. I'm just saying. What?
3: Oh, my chance is more than capable of sharing a highly emotional, And totally heartwarming Christmas memory. Right, babe?
2: Um, yeah. I guess I can. Well, one year my mom got me the PlayStation Classic Mini. Is that some kind of toy? A toy? It's not a frickin' toy, Gerald. I hate toys! Well,
3: it makes me happy to hear you reminisce about a special holiday moment, dear. You and I will have many of those in the coming years. I can hardly wait for our first Christmas as man and wife.
2: Yeah. My mom told me, though, I still have to spend Christmas Eve and Christmas morning at their house. She said it's a tradition in our family. We open one gift on Christmas Eve and everything else in the morning.
3: Oh, I was assuming we would be developing our own holiday traditions after the wedding. Ah, Well, I guess we could spend the night on Christmas Eve and come back home after you finish up opening presents. Um, Would I have the top bunk or the bottom?
2: I'm flexible on that. I switch back and forth myself, so whatever you want. My mom serves Christmas dinner usually around 5, so... We could leave maybe after 9 p.m. or so. My dad almost always falls asleep right after dessert, so we can slip out then.
3: Yeah. Okay, I guess. So here is another holiday tune by Sufjan Stevens off his 1996 release Songs for Christmas. And it's titled, Did I Make You Cry on Christmas? And You Deserved It. Here it is.
6: disappear You tell me not to call You tell me not to call And when the door is closed You're wearing different clothes Or hiding in the bed
3: Show is almost over you know i was pretty scared to host this thing but i have to say it was a lot of fun much easier than i had thought
4: well actually it's a much tougher gig than you think i mean after you get home aunt dorothy you're gonna feel the magnitude of what you just did here in the studio it's gonna wash over you You know, the accomplishment of handling the hosting duties of the Spud Goodman show. Very few people could do what you just did.
6: I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there.
5: Yeah, I know of one person who could very easily handle, uh, handle the duties.
2: Well, not that I would ever want to host this stupid show, but yeah, it sure doesn't look too tough. But Dorothy, you did such a great job. I'm sure this will be the highest rated holiday special in this show's history.
3: Thank Uh. you.
5: I doubt it, but but yeah, you 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 did you did pretty good, Aunt Dorothy. Yeah, Fine. yeah, I would agree, but I think when you listen to it afterwards, Mrs. Jarvitz, you will regret not featuring me more, as I have to be the most Christmassy person on this show, and yet I was kept in the background for most of this episode.
4: Well, you're lucky we just didn't lock you out of the studio, as every freaking year when we do these holiday episodes, you try to out Christmas everyone. Well. Now, now, as, as, as everyone knows, I'm not really into Christmas, okay? That's, uh, that's a dub, but but you are no more Christmassy than my aunt or or, or even her man-child intern fiancé, Chance here.
2: I do like my birthday more than this holiday, but it's still a neat time of the year. Gerald, you don't seem that Christmassy to me. More like you represent everything that's wrong with Christmas. You try too hard to show your holiday spirit. I don't buy it. It's fake. Yeah. You're just trying to get any angle for some more airtime. I got to
5: agree with the kid no, on that one. I'm not faking my Christmas spirit. I would never sure. do such a thing. I love Christmas. I really do.
4: Yeah, I kind of believe him. You know, this is the only time of the year that he can get away with wearing those horrible-looking Christmas sweaters. If that not a sweater or a vest. I don't know what the hell that thing is. Well, like, like the thing yeah, the thing he's got on right now. Take it.
5: It's offending my eyes. How about you guys? Well, this sweater? Oh,
3: it is a bit much.
5: No, no. My wife bought it for me. It's one of my favorite holiday sweaters. I do have quite a collection that I've accumulated over the years.
2: If my dad wore one of those at our house, my mom would slap him or something. She takes fashion right? really seriously.
4: Uh, and Dorothy, now, now you have... Okay, take a look at the schedule.
5: Uh, you, you have to sign off. Uh, do you need any help? Hey, you know, maybe before we go, everyone could join in singing a Christmas carol. Uh, How does O Little Town of Bethlehem sound? I can take the lead parts, and the rest of you can join in when necessary.
9: You stupid ignorant son of a... dumb...
5: This is
4: still the Spud Goodman Show, and there will be no caroling on this special. You got that? Because, anyway, but I'm done here, so i got to do my little thing. Be all you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao.
5: Bye-bye.
4: And I guess I should say Merry Christmas, too.
5: Wait, wait, come on. Just a little bit of a Christmas carol. <clears throat> oh, little town of Bethlehem, how sweet they seem.
0: The Spud Goodman Show was written and directed by Spud Goodman, executive producer Laurie Madsen, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions, engineered by Trevor Jastad and recorded at the facilities of NWCZ Radio, associate producer T.J. Pites, video director Jason W. Young of Random Whispers Studios, production assistants Brian Martin and Chance Morrison, original music by Mike Spotts and Tom Harmon, on-air talent Rob McGee, David Deere, Pam McGee, and Tom Nolan, copyright 2021. Bud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking.